Ah, praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. And you, you can be seated. I'm going to speak for a few minutes here if you don't mind. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. For some reason or another, the Lord has let me know um, uh, as a word of knowledge in this place today. Um, and it, it's probably allotted because of the spiritual activity that we have in this place. A lot of spiritual things happen. Um, I sometimes um, um, am, am not sure which, which direction God wants to go, the spiritual, the mental, or the physical. It doesn't matter. I don't have to know any of that. Um, I just know that he, he covers it all in Jesus' name. But what the Lord has spoke to me about here uh, t the tonight is he said that the devil has, has, put, um, um, has, has brought an onslaught of the world against us. Um, and um, and what, what the intention is, what the intention is, is to keep you out of church. That's the main, the main intention of that onslaught. I'm not sure how it's all going to come about, how it's going to affect you and your life, but you can expect that. Amen. World, the, the spirit of the world. You must understand the devil has control of that. He does. And he doesn't have to always spiritually attack us. Doesn't have to. A lot of times what he does is, and, and one of the scriptures that's used in the last days, I think it's in the book of Daniel, it talks about wearing down the saints. And I see that. I see, I see that. And it's nobody's fault. You're, it's not like you're, you're, you're signing up for this. It's just it's happening. And it's just another one of his ploys. And that's what the Lord gave to me. He just said, listen, I'm letting you know so you're not ignorant of his devices. That's how he works sometimes. He works through the world, through worldly things and, and cares and that's type, that type of thing. And that's why last week we talked a little bit about casting all of our care upon the Lord, for he cares for us. And that's one of the constants that we have to do and put it in God's hands and not fret or worry or take on too much of that, that type of a thing. And so beware of that, praise God. It's not like you need to be scared. It's just that you're, many of you probably are going to notice that. Amen. That 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 there's just seems like there's a little bit of a of an of an onslaught of that in your life. But you can take care of that. And one of the ways that we do that is you just keep prioritizing the things of God. Yeah. Don't let now listen, I understand work schedules. I understand sometimes people get sick. I understand that. I am not trying to discourage anybody. I'm just saying that, that you, you need to examine your life and, and say, well, is there some things maybe from the world that I'm, um, I'm getting too worked up about or I'm getting too involved in that's keeping me from the things of God? Listen, folks, there was a boatload of healing in this place tonight. Just because we showed up, just because we did what we did, it was here, just powerful, just kept coming back and forth. Angels were in this place, they probably still are, ministering spirits. I'm not trying to be spooky, folks. This is all in the Bible. You can find it. I expect this stuff. We be obedient to God. We're not perfect, but we be obedient to God. We can expect that he will confirm his word with signs following. He will do that. And so he's done that tonight again. Beautiful spirit, praise God. Many were just able to reach a place of, um, uh, um, you know, of peace and, and that type of thing in here just by being in this atmosphere in Jesus' name. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. And that's what God has given us. 
And believe me, the devil's aware of that. He knows this kind of stuff, and he don't want you to be around. He'd rather isolate you, get you mad at somebody in the church, or get you, you know, off on your own little deal, and, and isolate you and, and, and try to trap you that way. That's exactly how he works. But, I, but, but we're smarter than that, aren't we? God has brought us into the kingdom for such a time as this that we can recognize these things and we take care of them right away in Jesus' name. And so, so, so think about that, praise God. God is, is so good in Jesus' name. I thank God for what he is doing. Amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of, um, I believe it's the book of Ephesians. <clears throat> Amen. Book of Ephesians and a familiar scripture. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit tonight um, for a little while about the, about the warfare, about the battle, and that type of thing, and hopefully I'll bring some, be able to help you uh, gain some more insight to what's going on and that type of thing, because um, realistically in the Lord, we have nothing to be afraid of. We don't. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. That's what he did. That's what you were filled with the Holy Ghost with, praise God. So you can tap into that any time. Amen. And grow stronger in Jesus' name. Scripture says in verse number 10 of the 6th chapter of Ephesians, uh, most of you know this, and I'll just repeat it again. It says, finally. Everybody say, finally. It says, my brethren, he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, I understand that we've, you've heard that taught over the years and, and, um, um, and so on and so forth, and, and I might even do a little teaching of that tonight, but nevertheless, you know, um, it's there. You know, we have that availability to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Every day you have an opportunity to grow stronger in God. Every day. It doesn't matter if it's the worst day you've ever had in your life. There's still an opportunity there for you to grow strong in the Lord. And, um, and in fact, I'll be very bold tonight and tell you that that's an expectation of God. Expectation of God. I told somebody here not too long ago, and if I repeat it, um, I talked to so many people during the week that I forget who you are. So if I repeat it, it's just that's how it works, okay? But one of the things that has really helped me out in my life um, is um, when I came into this thing, this was so overwhelming to me. I had never met anybody like you guys. I, I just thought all churches were the same. I thought people just were a bunch of fakes, and we just went home and, and, and laughed about it. And I know that was a cynical way to look at it, but that's just how I looked at it. You know, it's what it appeared to me. But boy, God, when I come into your, your place like this, I, it just, it really, really, really overwhelmed me. And I had a hard time, and I didn't know how I was ever going to be able to fit. Because I wasn't raised in this. I didn't have a mom and dad that took me to an apostolic church. I'm not nothing against my mom and dad, but I'm just saying I never had any of this. And realistically, folks, I ended up in, in a place like this out of desperation. I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, my wife, my life was falling apart. I had a really tough battle that I was taking. I was involved in a, um, um, a divorce and a, and a custody battle, and, and all everybody was telling me that I could never, never get the child. It wasn't going to happen, uh, leastways in Iowa, and, um, and over, uh, against overwhelming odds. I'm telling you, 
Overwhelming odds, praise God. God turned the whole situation around, praise God. I'll tell you how God works. I went into a court hearing, and, and, and we got about a half an hour into it. The, the judge closed the books, called the lawyers up to the front, and said, that man right over there is going to get custody of that child. Blew everybody away, and me too. And that was the start. Now I'm a single parent, I got a child, you know, now what am I going to do? You know, and so it, 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 it got desperate in my life. I said, man, I got to figure some things out. I don't know how to raise a child. You know, I knew some of the, you know, stuff that you guys know, but I didn't know the intricacies of it and that type of thing. And, and so the Lord, he came on board and he began to help me with every day. He just said, come on, we can, we can do this. And I didn't know God very much, but he was introducing myself. That was before this morning, I told you I staggered up the driveway. That was in the midst of the, the real, you know, the issue. And God sobered me up and helped me to know that he was new or he was, he was there and, and that he was wanting to help in Jesus' name. But the point of it is, folks, I'd never been this involved in church, never been in, in this involved in anything other than music. And so what had to happen, and I'm going to try to help somebody here tonight. I'm going to show you some scriptures tonight. I had to find my pace. That's what I had to do. I'm a long distancer. I like to run long distance. I'm not a 100-yard dash person. I like to ride my bike long distances. I do. And, and it's taught me a lot. God and I do a whole bunch of Bible studies when I'm doing that stuff. It's not that I'm just getting exercise. It clears my mechanism, and I can get out there, and I can really hear his voice on that bike. Maybe I should bring one of those stationary bikes up here, and I'll just kind of ride it while I'm teaching you, huh? Would that work? <laughs> you guys, you know, hey, I might do that someday. I might, you know. But I do. I hear his voice, and he talks to me. And one of the things the Lord and I have discussed over the years is that, having a pace. Now, what I do to give you, for instance, when I'm riding bike, I like to, put, I like to get a good 20 miles in. That's just me. Nobody else. That's me. And, and in order for me to do that, because I'm not going to spend all day on a bike, although I have, um, but my rear end hurts too much if I do that. And so I want to get it in. So what that tells me is i got to ride 15 miles an hour. That's what I do. That's my pace. And it isn't a very difficult pace for me to do. I can, when I was riding across to Iowa, I, ran, I, I rode a, a close to 18 to 20 miles an hour. Because I was built up. My legs are built up and that type of thing. So that's what I do. I ride 15 miles an hour. It takes me about an hour and maybe 15, 20 minutes to do those 20 miles. Amen. And I get off that bike and I don't feel that bad. I mean, I can feel the aches. You know, you're getting older, that type of thing. But what I'm telling you is it isn't hurting me. It's not doing that. And I understand that in this thing, in, in this apostolic movement, sometimes we've got to put the pedal to the metal. I understand that. You know, last night the group of them were trying to do that over here, and that's good. I, I appreciate you doing that and willing to, to empty yourself out. But most of life isn't going to be handled like that. It can't. We're in, we're, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We'll mess ourselves up royally if we try to keep that kind of a pace up all the time. So what you have to do, in my opinion, and I have to do, is we have to develop a pace for God. Let's do this every day. 
Let's keep this thing going in Jesus' name. And you'd be surprised what you can do. Now, if you want to up that pace a little bit, hey, have at it. I think God would be pleased, and you just find out wherever God wants you. But the point of it is, most of us have got to run that pace. See, the Old Testament teaches us a lot. It really does. When the book of Joshua, or yeah, Joshua, is that the one? Yeah, came into place, you know, it was a 40-year delay. But they were ready, they, 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 they were going to cross that Jordan River and they were going to get into the promised land and they were going to have to do some battles. It's a, it's a book that's full of conquest. And um, um, does anybody remember what the first battle was in the book of, of, of um, uh, what? What? Joshua, okay? Do you remember that? Which one was it? Yes. And you remember how they handled that? You know how God gave them instructions and boy, if they just would do what Joshua tells them to do, you know, God was going to bring the results. And we love to rehearse that story over in our minds. And I believe in the spiritual realm that has happened many times with some of you where God has had you circle around and, you've, and, and something has happened, broken loose, and you were able to get the victory. Can you say amen? amen. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you know, like all of us, they got a little cocky, and sin came into the, into the camp. Yeah, we don't like that story of Achan, do we? But it's meant to teach us. It's meant to help us to understand. That's The reason I'm bringing it up tonight is because that's what that worldly spirit's going to try to do to you. You need to make more money. You need to get more stuff. You know, and all that kind of business. And that was the lure of Achan. You know? And that's not what God wanted them to be about. Amen. And it's not like God doesn't give us stuff, but the bottom line is, folks, a lot of times we just take it way out of proportion. And so we have to let God handle it for us. There are remarkably people in our organization, I have met some of them, who are multimillionaires. And they, you couldn't even tell it amongst them. And the reason you couldn't tell it amongst them, because they could care less about money. They could care less about any of that stuff. Amen. And that's not what they preach to you, but you can tell that from their spirit. Amen. Now, is that for everybody? I wish it was, but I, I don't think it is. I really don't. And so you got that. With your pace, you find out what you can handle. You find out, you know, how far can you go on a daily basis with God? Now listen, I know it's a little bit intimidating, but this is good stuff for us to find out. We need to find this out about ourselves, and God will let us know, praise God. And so you had that, that bump in the road at AI. You know, they thought they'd just send a few people. I mean, after a huge victory like Jericho, man, they just thought they had it. They're just going to march in and get everything, you know. Well, God had to show them, praise God, that if they didn't keep it in perspective, they could mess it up. And they went to AI, and I think it was like around three or four, or two or three thousand of them they sent. They said, man, we, the rest of us will take the day off. Man, you guys can handle that. And man, AI ran them off. And they were terribly dejected. I mean, they were ready to give up. Even Joshua himself, man, he was like, God, what's going on here? You know, how come this happened? And of course, you know the story. God had to come along and straighten out the camp. And it cost a family. 
It wasn't just Achan that got, got stoned, it was his entire family. And I know that takes us back, you know. But in the Old Testament, there was an austere God that they served. When he said something, it went forth. And boy, I mean to tell you, he emphasized the point. I'm glad I live under the grace um, uh, realm that we are. But listen to me, folks. There are times when something like that's going to happen if we, don't, if we don't put it in the right perspective and we don't put it, you know, in the hands of God. He will do that because he loves you and he wants to see you saved. Amen. And he wants to maintain that kind of a relationship. And it isn't something that should be built out of fear. It's something that should be built out of respect. That God knows more than I know. He knows what I can handle. He knows how I can do it. But sometimes I don't. And it's by running through those paces sometimes it will help me to realize where I'm at, praise God. And what kind of, you know, where, how far can I go? And, and I'll tell you, that's gonna, it's going to pay great dividends, spiritual dividends in these last days. Because God, you know, I, I got the text this morning that talking about the rapture. And this man was talking about the fact that right before the rapture there's going to be a tremendous um, outgoing and there's going to be a tremendous incoming. Amen. And so what I mean by that is that many of you are going to be put to work in the kingdom of God. That's exactly what's going on. I know some of you don't feel like you're worthy. Some of you think, man, there's no way I could ever be used. That's a bunch of baloney. You are a child of the king. I told you this morning that you and I are becoming the sons of God. Come on, let's put a little faith in the process of what God is doing. Just because we flubbed up and we messed up and we took our time getting here, let's make sure that now that we are here, we're going to make every moment count. We're going to make every week count. I'm going to come to services and things are going to happen because I am a kingdom-minded person in the name of Jesus. Come on, can you feel that? intensity right now that's exactly what God wants to do he wants to make some things count in your life and he can do it he has the power to do it in Jesus name and the reason for that is because if you study that aspect of, of the of the conquest you're going to find out that and, and there probably were more but I'm going to split them up into four different aspects of the battle there were four aspects of the battle and this is usually what happened Praise God. The first aspect that you would see of the battle was the initial battle. And that was usually a, a battle of strength against strength. And usually what they did was they met out in a field somewhere. That's what they would do. They would assemble their armies out in the field someplace. And man, you know, they were real dignified about it. But man, the battle would go on. And the one who was the strongest, praise God, is the one that would prevail. Now listen. I'm going to tell you, not all the time, but a lot of times, right here. This is where the battle is. That's why he wants to keep you from coming to church. That's why he would rather have you interested in other things. Because what you're learning here is you're learning to win the battle. You're learning that with God, I read the scripture tonight, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's what's happening, praise God. And some of you are learning that, praise God, that being around apostolics and faith-filled people, praise God, it helps you to get your strength back. 
Can you say amen? amen? And you're winning some battles, praise God. Some of you are right there. You, you have got, you've got it right in your hands. If you'll just keep it up, I'm going to tell you something. You're going you're to see some significant battles won in your life in Jesus' name. I'm talking about things like anxiety. I'm talking about things that have been deep in your life for a long time. Wrong desires and things like that. I'm talking about those kind of battles are being fought right here, praise God. And you're winning in the name of Jesus. Come on, can you lift up your hands right now and give God praise for that? Come on, you're winning. Oh, hallelujah, I'm telling you the truth. You are winning the battle. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, and it's happening. Come on, it's happening. I sense it, praise God. That's why what it's wanted to do in this morning, giving you names of people that used to come here, come on, call them. Encourage them. Tell them to come along, that we're winning some battles in the church. Come on, do a little bit of that advertising in Jesus' name because God is able to do that. You say, well, God don't need a church. You don't need a place like that. Yeah, God doesn't need a lot of things, but that's what he does. Amen. This is what he does. He puts us in a place like this, praise God, and helps us to get out there and to win some battles in Jesus' name. Some of you didn't think it was possible in your life. You thought you weren't any good. You thought that God didn't care and all that kind of business, and all of a sudden you start making this a regular thing, and all of a sudden some things begin to get moved in your life in the name of Jesus, and you want to know what those things are? They're mountains that are moving. Man, I'll tell you, I feel the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now watch this. I'll tell you what God does in, in the battle. Uh, Joshua chapter number 10, Sister Carnahan, if you want to put it up there. This is after AI. They, you know, hopefully, I believe they did. They learned their lesson. And this is what you and I have to, instead of getting mad at God and pouting and, you know, taking a couple of months off, we got to thank God for whatever happened in our life and say, God, help me to learn something now. Help me to apply this. Help me not to let a couple of days go by, but tomorrow morning I want to get up and I want to learn something. I want to apply this to my life. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be different the next time. Praise God. And you can, I'm telling you, you have the ability to do that. You have that within you. God has given you that in Jesus' name. And so they learn from AI. And then in the 10th chapter, God did something for them that he never did before. And he might, that might happen to you. You never know. But Joshua chapter number 10, the scripture says in, um, well, let me get a, a beginning place here. You know, they, they came to another place and, and they started to gain a little bit of a, uh, of a reputation. And the Bible says in verse 8, 10 and 8, that's where I'm going to start, Sister Carnahan. It says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not be a man of them stand before thee. Now this is God. And the scripture says, Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up, you know, from Gilgad all night. And the Lord discomforted them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them uh, along the way. And that goes to the, I'm not even going to pronounce those names. Verse number 11, it says, and it came to pass as they fled from before the Lord and were, were in the going down, it says that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven. Do you see what's happening here? God is taking a part in that battle. Amen. And the Bible says, you know, um, and, 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 and the scripture says, they were more which died with hailstones than they whom the Lord uh, or the children of Israel slew with the sword. Do you see what God did? 
You know, they went out to the battle. The Lord told them to go out there. And in that battle, God provided. He provided the firepower. And that's what's happening in this place. It happened again tonight. Man, some of you came to church, you're a little weary. I know you got some leaks and stuff like that, but you came, praise God. And I'm going to tell you something. You could feel that build up here as we were singing those songs. Why? Da, 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 da. I don't even know the words, but it's good. What is it? Oh, my goodness. Did you feel the Holy Ghost when they were singing that song? I'm telling you something. There were angels swooping all over the place in this place. And it's beautiful, praise God. And so God joined in the battle with them. And then in verse number 12, it says, Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still. Tried that one lately? That's what I told you. He did something different there. He never did that before. And that's why I'm telling you, keep coming to the battle. You might see something like that happen. I'm not talking about in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm. Something could happen, praise God, that will change the entire complexion of the thing. I have that much faith. And that's why I know what I'm speaking tonight is the truth, because the devil's going to try to keep you from coming here. That's what's going to happen. I know it is, and I don't want you to be afraid. I just want you to be aware. Come on, it's our faithful thing, faithfulness to the things of God that really begin to make a difference. That's, now listen to me, that's part of the pace that you've got to start running. You've got to start making that part of your pace, that this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to miss out. And listen to me, folks. I'm not going to go into false doctrine and have us worship the building and worship our worship and all that kind of business. Don't misunderstand me. I just can sense what God is doing in this place. And I get so ticked off at the devil sometimes in my prayer room because I see what he's trying to do to you. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to do my dead level best, praise God, as a pastor of this church to make sure, praise God, he has a hard time with it in Jesus name that's what I'm going to do that's my commitment to you praise God because I don't like it I don't like what he's doing and so the Bible says praise God in verse 13 the sun stood still and the moon stayed until I don't know how long that was but it just says until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies so you know we might have a service some night that might go a couple hours you just don't know because God's holding everything out. And he's saying, okay, take care of them in Jesus' name. Isn't that exciting? Now listen to me, folks. It would be all easy. It would be, or let me put it this way, it would be easier if that's where it ended. But that's where it begins. It's kind of like getting filled, it's kind of like uh, being born again, being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's not the end game, that's the beginning. God wants to help you to begin to function in that realm. And he can help you to do that. Do you want to know why? Because if you study battles in the Old Testament, some of them more in particular than others, you're going to find that after the battle in the field, number two would come into place and they would begin to pursue the enemy back to where he was holding up. Do you want to know why? Because so many times armies have made mistakes and they've allowed their enemy to go back and to regroup and learn from the battle in the field and then come back a whole lot more equipped 
That happens to people that backslide sometimes. You know what the scripture talks about, where God cleans up the house and evicts all the spirits. And what happens? Yeah, the devil comes back, but he doesn't come back in one or twos. He comes back sevenfold. Now, I don't want you to get scared because God will protect you, but that's why we need to engage in other aspects of the battle. We need to learn what's happening here. What's what's getting in my life that's causing this to reoccur? And I'm going to pursue the enemy back, praise God. And you say, well, you pursue the enemy back to where? To his stronghold. Jesus said that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. You want to talk about a stronghold? That's a stronghold. Now, I'm not challenging the devil. God in me is challenging him. But I have faith, praise God, that if I do it the way God wants me to do it, I can pursue that enemy back and I can find out what is the crux of the matter. What's really feeding this system? And a lot of times that's what you're going to find out. You're going to find out that maybe it is the wrong desire that I have. Maybe there's some things in my life that I haven't quite got under the blood of Jesus Christ. And what happens is, praise God, you begin to get a clearer look at what your life is. You really do. And so that's battle number two. You pursue the enemy. Your confidence level is, hey, I'm not just going to have it here. I'm, going to, I'm, I, I'm not going to let this happen again. And I'm going to tell you something, those of you that are, that are, that are the, um, um, the protectors of your home, you need to learn how to do this, praise God, because you can go back and you can take care of some things, amen. And then battle number three is the gates, usually they're going to be fortified. And so what the, what, what the army would do is they would come and they would, they would be, get a big a long log or whatever the case is, but they knew that they had to knock that gate down. Now the thing I want to be cautious tonight is I'm giving you a whole bunch of Bible studies all lumped into one tonight. And th- a lot of this is a process. It's time. It's, it, that's why you've got to keep your pace because God will help you to learn these things. It'll help you to learn who your enemy really is. going to help you to, to pursue that enemy back to where the strong is or the stronghold is so that you don't have to be scared so that you can take care of some things right now in Jesus' name. And you don't become some kind of a statistic. You, you, it really gets taken care of. And so they would go back to the city, the stronghold. That's where the city was. And they would knock that gate down. Amen. And that sometimes took a while. Sometimes it took a lot of effort. Teams would get together, and sometimes they had to go in and they had to, they had to you know, become inventive. But the bottom line is, folks, they didn't want that enemy coming back at them. And so they would knock down that gate. And then the battle number four, praise God, would be that they would go in and they would spoil his goods. One of the prayers that I pray is I pray that in the name of Jesus that the stronghold of Gillette, Campbell County, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain District, I take authority over that in Jesus' name. I do. And by his authority, I release the captives and and the hungry and the thirsty and the souls and the goods of his house into the kingdom of God. I do that every day. Praise God, because that's where, that's where a lot of the action is at. So you got four aspects of the battle. That's what it would be, the battle that's on the field. And that's why a lot of times we, we, we can get to a place where we worship our services. And that's okay. I mean, get familiar with them. But listen to me, folks. The bottom line is God wants you to be able to go back to your home. He wants you to begin to take authority in your home in the name of Jesus so that, the, so that you are safeguarded in Jesus' name. 
Now again, I know uh, giving you this much information, praise God, I'm taking a risk. But the bottom line is, I just want you to let that marinate in because this is what God has in store for you. He doesn't want you just to, you know, to get temporary victories. He wants you to have the complete victory. I had to get victory over nicotine. And the only way I could do that was with God's help. And God helped me to do that. Now, I'm not bashing anybody in here that has a problem with smoking. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just telling you that thing had a real lock on my life. And if I didn't get up the battle a little... And folks, I wasn't that old in the Lord. I was only just a few months old in the Lord. But God helped me to understand if I could... With His help, I could intensify that battle. Praise God. I mean to tell you, it could be won. And I can tell you right now that I've never had a problem with that. There's some of you right now in here, I know this, and you're going to get scared of me because you think I'm following you around, and I'm not. But I just sense it. you got a problem with alcohol. It's still a temptation to you. You're still having a problem with that. Listen, you come to the right place. We love you. We're not going to curse at you. We're not going to condemn you. This is a place where problems can come. Come on, people can come here with all kinds of situations in their life. That's what this is all about. This is not some clean as, as a whistle station here where we start looking at everybody saying, boy you're not as good as I am no this is a place where you can come when you got some problems and you want some help with your battle you got it in the name of Jesus come on because God wants to give you the ultimate victory that's what he wants to do because I know some of these things have been plaguing you for years you say boy how do you know well God tells me something he doesn't give me a lot of names he just tells me situations that's why I'm not looking at anybody here, okay? I should get my dark glasses on when I preach this kind of stuff. Because I am, I'm not, listen folks, I, I am not, I'm not interested in, 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 you know, the who. I'm interested in the what. Because I want to help you, praise God. I want you to be the most productive person on this side of heaven, praise God. God's got people he's going to have you reach in your, in, your, in your little realm right now, praise God. And what's preventing you from doing that is sometimes not up in the battle. And so think about that, praise God. You got the battle on the field. You got the pursuing of the enemy back to the stronghold, praise God. And you got to have some things to do that. Then you knock down that gate, praise God. And you have the ability to do that through the help of the Lord. And then you spoil his goods. And I mean to tell you, it'll never be the same after that. It won't. Because I know that the battle is intense. But let me finish off by saying this. I hope I didn't scare anybody. God, I'm taking a week off, so you guys are going to have a lot of rest around here, okay? You guys need some vacation from me, you know, and that's all right, you know. Um, but uh, but I just think about some of these things in Jesus' name. Now, go with me to the book of Acts. Praise God. And I appreciate your attention tonight. I appreciate the spirit that I feel in this place tonight for me to be able to even present this to you. I, I, I knew that was going to take something. Amen. But, but God provided. That's what it is. Acts chapter 2. You guys are familiar with it. And of course, this is where the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, you know, this is where we see an apostle Peter who denied the Lord. I mean, he was struggling with a lot of things. But man, after he got, he got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, man, I mean, I tell you, the Lord gave him some confidence and some good things in Jesus' name. And so I'm thankful for that. I really am. But let's talk more about the pace. The scripture says in the book of Acts, chapter number 2, and verse number 36 here. 
I know you're familiar with this, but let me just say it. It says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that, that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. That's confrontational. But it happened, and they couldn't deny it. Kind of like the woman at the well on Wednesday night. Remember that? Go get your husband. Jesus wasn't trying to be funny. He's just trying to, 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 to gently confront her. Because that was where, what part of her problem was. She, had a, she, had, she wasn't very good at relationships. And I'm not blaming her for it all. I'm just saying that's where her life was. And God had to come in and help that. Or she would have never been able to receive the things of the Lord. And so this is what he's doing for you. He's not trying to make you look bad. He's not trying to embarrass you. He's really trying to affix some things internally in your life. So that you can hold, your vessel can hold the things that he has planned for you to have. Amen. The weapons, the armor, the gifts, the fruit of the Spirit. This is all accessible to us. Amen. And so this is part of the program. And so upon that, um, when they heard this, you know, you crucified the Christ. And they said they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what should we do? Well, you, you, you know the answer. Somebody, somebody quote it with me. Come on. What does he say? Repent. And every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, I have learned um, in, in, in certain circumstances that sometimes that can be the initial battle for people, accepting that message. Accepting that, that, that this is what God wants me to do. Yes. Amen. And I'm not saying it's, it's the only one, but I'm saying it's, especially for new converts, this is the one. Amen. Because this is where Jesus said, if you're born again, you can enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. And so this is why it's important. And I understand sometimes we get nervous because we don't want people to feel uncomfortable and we don't want people, you know, uh, you know uh, and uh, whatever we think. And we got to be careful with that one, folks. I'm not afraid of God's word. I'm not. Once you t people can sense that you don't hate them and, and you really do love people and, and you're not doing this to try to make them look good, bad. You're just trying to help them to be saved. I'm going to tell you something, folks. People can sense that kind of a spirit. Amen. One of the things I, I liked about you folks when I first came to church is that you told me the truth. You did, and that was good. That, that one really meant a lot to me. And so we see that Peter did that. And then he said in verse 39, For the promise is unto you and unto your children and unto all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so he opened up the door to, the, to, to every, um, uh, uh, every person in the world, praise God, and thank God for that. Now, the Bible says, and I mentioned this this morning, he, he, in uh, verse number 40, the scripture says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourself from this untoward generation. This world's a crooked world, and so we must recognize that. And then the scripture says, in verse 41, they that gladly received his word were baptized. There was a response. Amen. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Now listen, if there were 12 apostles doing the baptism, it took them hours and hours to baptize those people. And I, I, you know, I can imagine after you know, 12 hours or whatever it took them doing that, man, they met back there and 
and, and uh, somebody saying, well, you want to lift my arm up? Okay. <laughs> Boy, I hope the Lord, you know, helps us to get people to help. I can see that. And that's exactly where I'm at right now. I'm telling you the truth. I'm going to be just right plastic, not plastic, but glass um, uh, transparent right in front of you. I am. We need some help. We need people to engage in it. Last week I gave you what I felt like the Lord told me about stepping up. It's what needs to happen. And I'm not going to kick in the seat of the pants and dare you and all that business. No, I'm not even going to get close to that. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to say God wants you. He wants you in this thing. Praise God. And that's why your battles, praise God. Keep on fighting them because God, God is teaching you some things through this in Jesus' name. And He's going to use you. Many of you have already done that. You're teaching Bible studies, praise God. And you're praying with people. You know, you're not afraid to come down here. This is one of the, one, uh, one of the, uh, the, 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 the best ministry churches in this district. It is. I'm telling you the truth. And not, not against the rest of them, guys. I pray for them, too. I want them to have what we have. We got powerful people in this church. We got people, praise God, that will come out of them seats in a, in a heartbeat and go down and pray for people. And that's powerful, folks. That's powerful. And that's what God wants you to do. But let me talk about th this pace thing. The scripture says, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. There has to be, or there will be, a response to God's word. Tonight, you will respond to this word. You will. And not because I'm telling you to, it's because God demands it. That's what it is. You know, you don't, fly, you don't, you know, you know, mess up with God's word. When God's word goes forth, it, it commands that kind of thing. And I understand, you know, Brother Carlos and I talked yesterday, and I told you I straightened him all out. You guys are in good hands right now and alive. He'll be taking this church over before I get home. He's got, but, but we talked about the, the big thing was when people are ready. And that's why I feel I, I'm very confident tonight in what I'm doing here, is I feel like there's many of you are ready for this. This is what you want. You want to see some things really happen. You want to see those family members come into the kingdom of God and that type of thing. And I'm here to encourage you that that's going to happen. Amen. But you're going to have to begin your pace here. And let's get into that here real quickly. The scripture says after there was an initial response to the, to the preaching of the word, the Bible says they did something in verse 42. The Bible says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. And the Bible says because of that, in verse 43, fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And the scripture says they begin to get it together in verse 44. And all that believed were together and had all things common. And the scripture says they begin to sell their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. One of the most powerful services that emphasizes this that I had ever seen was um, about uh, maybe six, seven years ago at a general conference, I had the privilege to go. I was a district superintendent then, and, and, and they had a foreign missionary service, global mission service, and they put out an appeal that we had missionaries that were spending months and years on the road, and they needed to get to their 
um, uh, to their places of ministry, and that place just went absolutely bananas. People were walking up with Rolex watches and putting them in baskets. I watched one guy, I found out later what it was, but I watched one guy take a set of keys in hand and take it up there. And I found out later it was a brand, not a brand new, but a refurbished 57 Chevy. If I'd have known that, I went up to the basket and I would have grabbed the keys. <laughs> I'd have said, that's mine. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have done that. But the point of it is, folks, that kind of a spirit hit that, hit that service and it was powerful. It left everybody in the place. I gave what I had. I didn't have as much as everybody else, but I did. And we made some commitments as a church. And I'm going to tell you something. Our organization has not been the same since that. Now, before you get scared and you think, oh, Carnahan's going off on the rails here, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how God is going to do that here. But I know that God is. That he's going to shake us. And he's going to shake some things loose in our hands that we're going to start realizing we really don't need that stuff anymore. We don't really have, have time for that anymore. And we're going to start, we're, it's going to start being a given church and we're going to be able to support missionaries and we're going to be able to go further in that kind of thing. And listen, folks, you want me to get really out there? Praise God. We're going to get a new building. Amen. Amen. It's going to happen. You want to know why? Because right now, I feel comfortable with the amount of people that are in here, but you add another 25 or 30 people in here, which is going to happen, by the way. I'm going to tell you something. This place is going to be too small. So either we're going to have to go out and rent a place or do something, you know, for that once-a-week service where we want to help people really fight the battle, whatever it takes. But I'm telling you, folks, that's what's coming down the road. That's what God is doing. Isn't that exciting? Isn't it neat that he invited you personally to be part of that? Amen. Amen. And so what I would recommend that you do, and you can, it's up to you, I would get into this kind of a pace. I would go to the verse number, number 42 there, and I would say, okay, God, I'm making a commitment to verse 42. Tonight, this is what I'm going to do. I'm every day, man, I'm going to make sure, praise God, that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And you say, well, what, how does that look like? Take it, if, you, if you don't understand it yet, take a Bible study. But whatever the case is, you get yourself solid in these things. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not like the winds are, are not going, aren't going to come your way, but you're going, to feel, you're going to feel a strength. You're going to feel a power in your life like you never have before that you can resist these things in Jesus' name. And so I, I might next week or the week after when I, whatever happens here, I might go to another verse, but tonight verse 42 is yours. 42 is yours. Get yourself solid in the things of God. And I'm going to tell you some, something. You think, well, I already am. Well, okay. I'm not going to sit here and argue that with you. But help somebody else do then. And then I mean to tell you, you're going to find something that's going to be there that's going to be absolutely powerful. Amen. I'll tell you what's going to happen, folks, and I'm going to end with this. I, I started a subject tonight. I knew it wasn't going to be able to end it, and I wasn't even trying. But I want to, I want to show you something here. Look at James chapter number 4. Starts out in that chapter by telling us where the source of our conflict is. And um, you can read that for yourself. I, it's very evident to me, and I, I've been a part of that. Uh, but I want to get down to verse number 6. 4 and 6. 
Scripture says, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And so the Scripture says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Always remember that. It's not me, it's him. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If we draw nigh unto God, he will draw nigh unto us, in verse 8. And if we cleanse our hands and purify our hearts, God is going to be there to help us to get rid of double-mindedness. And that's what's plaguing some of you right now. That's what's happening. You've you got, a, you got, a, you got a, a conflict that's in your life right now, and God's going to help you with that this very week in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me tonight? I've taken, again, very, very... <laughs> A lot of liberty, but I don't regret it. Praise God. Amen. We're going to do this uh, tonight, and, and I would like you to, to think about joining in, but I want you all to come down to this altar again. Bring your kids down, too. Let them see you raising your hands and that type of thing. And let's join together. Praise God. God is so good. Amen. This is exciting. Amen. He is he is just absolutely going to do some phenomenal things in this area, and I'm excited about it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we're going to pray this prayer together. Amen. And I want you to do, I've taught you about the submission thing, you know, that type of thing. I want you to do that. I want you to lift up your hands and put that palm out and say, God, I am submitted to you. I am. I don't know what that means all the way, God, but that's what I want. I want a true submission in my life. There you go. I feel, man, that's powerful. Oh, bayato, mande. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right here. Oh, rabaka, yadamato komahasta. That's beautiful. In the name of Jesus, that didn't take that didn't take five seconds to get started. In Jesus' name.